I was like traveling and, and running our real estate business while I was traveling. And Monica was like, we're fighting. We should do this on a podcast. And I was like, oh. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Agri. And before we bring in our guests today, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already, and while you're there, drop us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review, this is a repeat reviewer. Oh, wow. This is I didn't loser. know you could do that. I didn't know you could review yeah. two times. L-O, multiple O-Z-E-R. We got I don't a, know why they... Yeah, we got a raving fan there. We got to get a new review from you, loser, that says winner yeah. next time. <laughs> Next time, I'm not sure what's going on here, but they say always great information, rates of five stars. Love Josh and Luke. Every show gives me something I can take away to be more successful. I listen to every episode. Thanks so much Love for that. dropping that review. Our guests today are Jennifer Mertland and Monica Weekly. Jennifer is a licensed real estate agent and investor, as well as the co-host of Real Estate Fight Club podcast, a podcast for real estate agents that focuses on battling over residential real estate topics. Really love the format of that podcast. Oh, We're going to awesome. get into it today, a little bit later here. But Jennifer describes herself as a no-bull, passionate professional that is currently <laughs> looking for real estate agents to join her company. Her podcast co-host, Monica Weekly, is a lifelong Cincinnati resident and spent most of her professional life in sales or sales management before entering real estate in 2003. Her coaching business specializes in coaching salespeople who want to grow their business through relationships, through one-on-one training, small group initiatives, and online webinars for larger Audiences, Jennifer and Monica, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> How are you feeling after the Super Bowl there, uh, Monica? Oh, Sorry, you had to I didn't start mean to. With that? <laughs> well, actually, I think like the reps were totally against I us. I saw that. I saw some bad calls here, But there. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Josh went to the Super Bowl. That was a great yeah, Super Bowl to go to. Nice. But um, oh, I feel cool. like I feel like they got a bad call. Uh, what's his name? Ramsey got a bad call with Cincinnati. Call, right? No, with the face mask. And the, oh, and this yeah. is true. Yeah. This is true. And there then there was a bad holding call on Cincinnati yep. that the Rams took. So I kind of feel like it emened out. Maybe a bad part Not of the game. true at all because in the fourth quarter Welcome to Stay Paid Fight like Club. Yeah. End, we got like three bad calls on us just because they didn't want us to score another touchdown and win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I guess we'll fight about this on our next yeah, episode. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I don't know. It's, fu it's funny. I mean, it, that was some of the greatest football like playoffs post and all postseason yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've ever yeah. seen. I mean, yeah. it oh was just, oh, it was unreal. But you, you know, should have been in the city. Like, I literally live in downtown Cincinnati. Like, I'm one block from the stadium, and this city was like, it's I can like the only most imagine camaraderie we've had in forever. That's amazing. That's no fun. That's that, what we said that the Bengals didn't even need to go win the Super Bowl. Like their work was done getting yes. there. I mean, the city just was on fire, and we haven't had this much not fun in forever. On so, fire. Yeah, no, not on yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's LA. That's, that happens in LA. That's LA. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Just kidding. No, this is fantastic. Well, I'd love for you guys to kind of introduce just real quick. Um, Josh gave you an awesome intro to give a little bit about your backgrounds, but would love to hear just kind of the 30,000 foot view from each of you of how you got into real estate and building your business. And then ultimately what led you up to starting Fight Club? We'll start with you, Monica, kind of share about your background a little bit. 
Okay. So I started, yes, in 2003. I had been in sales my whole life. I sold radio, airtime. I managed sellers, like the whole thing. Had an opportunity to take a severance package for three months, which gave me just enough money to go get into real estate, right? And did that. Had a lot of success right out of the gate, like kind of rookie of the year at this small brokerage where I was and and thought, well, this is easy. No problem. I got this. And then here comes year two. And I'm thinking, well, uh-oh, how do I do what I just did? Because I have no idea what I did. And, and looking back, what I did was I got on the phone. We didn't have Facebook or any social media at the time. I got on the phone. I talked to people and I had lunches mm. and I went to breakfast and I was human to human connection. And, and year two, what happened was I started looking around the office and seeing other successful people and what they were doing. And they were doing things like cold calling and door knocking and all this stuff. And I thought, oh, I better do that, I guess. So I went completely off what I knew and what was natural to me. And it was a disaster. And I just started <laughs> hating real estate. And that very quickly taught me that, look, no matter what you're going to do, whatever path you're going to take, you've got to do what feels authentic, what feels natural to you and what you will be consistent doing. So I got back on that path and I've been a relationship-based agent um, for a long time. And what I realized I was doing that uh, other agents weren't was I put a system around it because I think a lot of agents think I can't I can't control my income if I want to be a relationship based. Mm. Really, I just have to be hopeful that the referrals come. And that's just not true. Um, there, there are things we can do very systematically. So that's what I've turned out coaching and training other agents on is what to do every day to build a business like that. I love that. That is fantastic. All right, Jennifer, what about you? Well, I want to add the best thing about Monica is she was actually my first coach and she can coach to all styles. That is also the best thing. But the real best thing is that she can coach to all styles. So I'm the opposite of her. I am like the cold caller, door knocking. I began my career wholesaling short sales door to door being like, has the bank told you about a short sale? Let me come in and help you. And she like made this little board for me that had 30 magnets And she was like, you have to talk to 30 people every day. And she would come and check on me and make sure that I moved all my magnets. And like, at first it would take me like eight hours to talk to 30 people. And then it got down to about two, two and a half hours. So So good. How how long have you been in real estate? I'm about 12 years into my 10 year plan. But (laughs) (laughs) my goal was to make a lot of money buy investment property and get the hell out. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So why did you guys start Fight Club? Why did you start... Okay, I love well, it. Well, okay. we realized, like, real, truly, it was a one-day moment where we were like, you know what's amazing is you, you could teach people what you do, and people like you will absolutely thrive there. But if you try to teach people like me that, that ain't happening. And here, I have a great business, and you have a great business. We align on a lot of things, like putting standards in your business and not letting the business control you, and all these things make for a healthy business. We just, we just go about it differently. And we said, gosh, I think we could help people if we demonstrated to them, like they just need to find their lane and find what feels comfortable to them. So we, I think we said like, I don't know, Jen, maybe you even said it. That, that sounds like a podcast. Like let's do well, it. I think, yeah, I remember it distinctively because I was in a co-working space in Mexico and I had been, wor- yeah, I was traveling. I was in the, like the end of my one year travel. I was like traveling and, and running our real estate business while I was traveling. And Monica was like, we're fighting. We should do this on a podcast. And I was like, oh, that is the <laughs> best idea. Yep. 
And we, have, we, we have no plans of it being any level of success whatsoever. <laughs> Zero. No, absolutely love and the format. Here we are. And uh we have a lot of followers and a lot of people grateful for kind of the perspective that we bring. It yeah. is awesome. Much I love like it. you guys. Much I love like it because guys. we have a lot of guests come on the uh, on the show and you have those very differing opinions. And then everywhere mm-hmm. sort of in between from the standpoint mm-hmm. of, no, you got to be out there prospecting every day to know, let me do attraction-based marketing where I build the relationships and that mm-hmm. kind of feeds my, my prospecting. But Monica, let me kind of ask you, because you talked a little bit about, and then Jennifer will ask you as well, but uh, this idea of in the early stages, how do you apply this? How do you apply like a, a relationship system when you're just starting off? You haven't worked with anybody yet. You don't have any clients. Well, um, you know, past clients are just one portion of the relationship that fuel your business. Relationships are the real fuel to the business, whether you've sold a house or not. It's the ability to strengthen and deepen your relationships, show up for them in their life in a way they where see my eye roll. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> we we, we do have their... YouTube. We do have a YouTube video, so you guys got to check oh out God. the YouTube. That's video. good. So you got to show up where you're in their story. You know, we think about so much about who's in our story, who's important to us, who's going to give us leads, who's helping us, who's me, me, me. I mean, listen to our language. I got to get a referral. I need to take a listing. Like we just are so internally focused that it is the wrong mindset about where to find business. And if you go out and the old Zig Ziglar saying, you know, help 100 to 150 people get what they want every year, related or unrelated to real estate, you're going to have every ounce of business you ever wanted. You're business is sitting right in your human base. Mm. And it's not a database. It's a human base because they're not data points. They're humans. And everything you want is right there. Mm. You're just not treating those people in a way. And you're not reminding them what you do every day uh, in order to help people in real estate. That's a golden nugget right there, ladies. That is. Jen. Yeah. Well, I think though, a lot of people that are like me prefer to talk to people that they don't know. But I do agree with you, Monica, on the basis of the philosophy. Like I will cold call, but my intention is to not only find out, are you motivated? Right. But like, can I actually help you? Like, do we get along? Because I'm not working with everybody. I don't like them. And I don't think I can help them. I'm not working with them. Right. Mm. So it's a talking to enough people that you don't know. And it's easy to track and measure that. Because, you know, for me, for most people, it's 20 to 30 people a day and you will get whatever level of success that you want. And that's it. That's all you have to do. When you're talking about like cold calling the anonymous people, I'm curious just to tie it together for people. Are you talking about like literally circle prospecting or prospecting random houses in a neighborhood based upon a leverage point? Are you talking about FISBOs and expireds? Or all of it in between? Kind of give us a little intel there. Yes. So if you're only circle prospecting, that takes more than 20 to 30 people because there's there's no basis for the real estate conversation. So if you're straight, just like circle prospecting or talking to people at the grocery or talking to people while you're out, like there's going to, you're going to have to do more. But if you're doing people that have already have real estate in their mind, so these are expireds for sale by owners, old expireds for rent by owners, um, internet leads, things like that, then it's about 20 to 30 pe- contacts. And a contact is like a voice-to-voice conversation about real estate. You literally, like for years, we sold over a hundred houses a year doing that. Wow. And that's it. 
you just get better at saying what you, you know what I mean? Like it's still only 20 to 30 people. It's just my ratio to an appointment is better than somebody who's just started because I know what to say. How much of your business, Jen, is from referrals then? Have you, have you kind of tracked that? We get a little bit more because I brought on a partner about six years ago and he's Monica. <laughs> he does you, things the right You love way, Monica really so much. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not stupid, right? Like I know where, and I like to make money. So like my downfall is the database. Like he literally changed my password and will not let me into the database because he's like, you cannot, like I was not capitalizing stuff and I wasn't like putting in like, for example, he's in Florida right now and I um, got a deal together and he's like, what are the client's names? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be fine. And he's like, I hate you so much. You know, you have listeners right now that are like, Jen is my queen. Yep. She is my God. And then other listeners are like, what is wrong with her? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's okay. It's yeah. okay. So, so I'm curious because I think Monica, you touched on this when you were elaborating on the relationship-based business, but it's one of the biggest pain points to relationship marketing to relationship building is it's not instant gratification and it's really hard to measure. We see this all the time. So Josh and I's company is a marketing company, but our niche has always been kind of referral marketing Mm -hmm. and people will cancel all the time. They'll send out like one of our products is a customizable magazine. You send it out as a gift Mm -hmm. to your clients and literally they'll cancel after sending it two times and go, well, I didn't get any mm-hmm. listings from it. And I'm just no, like, well, I'm like, what were that. you expecting? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you, like, if you were expecting listings to rain from the sky, why didn't you send out a hundred thousand of these, yeah, <laughs> not right. just 70? Right. So, so the point right. I guess I want to um, ask you is like, how do you overcome that mindset of, you know, and what would you teach agents of going, look, you know, this is a long-term game. How long should I wait before I get returned Mm -hmm. with a relationship? When should Mm -hmm. I change and pivot? A referral is a reward for a job well done. And there's no reason to hesitate in asking your clients for one. Even so, you may struggle to find the right time or the right words that could open the door to more business. Well, we've got you covered with printable scripts that you can customize to your own style and use with your clients. Whether it's a longtime client or the anniversary of a home sale, we've made reaching out and asking for referrals as easy as saying hello. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash referral script to download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash referral script. Take action on this today. Yeah, legitimate question and legitimate concern from agents. I think the first thing to find out when I'm talking to an agent is, um, how much runway do we have here? What is your financial situation? Are, is your house on fire? Are they coming to get it? Like, what's going on? Because in that case, we need to probably go call Jen and get some of her techniques so we can get some now business. Mm. Uh, no, Monica, I'm not doing that. And I'm fine. I don't need the money. I'm, you know, this is an- supplemental income for my family. Okay, great. I think the biggest uh, mistake agents make around what you're, you're asking for there is um, they attached they attach to the end result too much. They attach to the result. It is important to set the goal, of course. You got to know, you know, the flight pattern sort of. But what we're going to do is we're going to measure each day by did you do the things you were supposed to do, the activities that we know will get you to this place you want to be. And 
you need to give me 90 days of that so that I have evidence to see some of the ratios Jen's talking about in her business will look at the same thing. You know, if you are doing uh, the right things on Facebook and you're having five conversations with people, not about real estate, just about their lives and how you can help and serve them. And then if you're sending, you know, X number of send out cards, or if you're doing handwritten notes, or you're doing a gift a week or whatever your mix, your little recipe is that we will put together. um, Are you doing that every single day? You give me 90 days of that. We're just not really talking about where the business is coming from. It's coming. But, but people, agents like, won't do that. They just won't do it. Yeah. That's every single, you only really, in my opinion, and I think Monica, I think we agree on this. You really only need two ways to generate business. And it's one is through people, you know, and the second is how do you get people how do you get to know people that you don't know yet? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a mindset in that people are like, Oh, I'm afraid to cold call. Well, everybody that you know now was a stranger before you knew them. This oh, is well the same said. process, right? So how do I make more friends? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, do the thing, whatever the thing is that you decide to do. If you want to send out magazines, it's not a one and done thing. If That's you're going right. to do postcards, if you're going to make phone calls, like you don't cannot believe the number of people that are like, well, I called it for sale by owner and he was mean to me. <laughs> Duh, I'm going to be mean to you too. You're That's me. That's me. <laughs> totally me. Like, crying. You can't just call one person. I'm like, how long did, how many people did you date before you met your husband? More than one, I assume. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, no Nothing in this business. It's always three to four months. And it's not just doing the thing. It's the consistent time on task. It's every day. And that is the only thing you can control. We, we redefine success. We don't describe success as I talked to five people and I got lead. That's just no longer the success. The success is you did the commitment. You did the system. You did the whatever, the activities. There's a little exercise I do with agents that's really helpful. And we call it facing the truth. And I ask you to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in these four categories. The first one is um, your desire for the outcome. Like how much do you really want Mm. a wonderful foundation of relationship business that just generates business? You're going to be in this business for 10 years. You're not going to have to ever call. How badly do you want that? All right. You want that to 10. I want that. Right. The next thing is your belief in your ability. Do you, do you believe that you have the skill set to put something like that together? Do you think that's possible for you? Yeah, I just need to know what to do. Okay, great. But you believe in it. The third one is patience. What's your patience? And that's a trick question because if you're a 10, like meaning you're impatient, that's a problem. A 12. You're going to be desperate. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a problem. You're going to do stupid are we allowed to say <laughs> and if you're a one like oh i don't really care when it happens if it happens that's cool like that's a problem too i'm looking for a five there i'm looking for like an appropriate amount of patience for that but you've got to have the intensity then- monica right like sometimes with patience comes that impatience is a virtue i do i think intensity is different than impatience impatience is where you make short-term decisions you make bad decisions like you've got like you're desperate uh you've got commission breath whatever Mm -hmm. yeah but you should be desperate for your goals like get desperate i always tell my salespeople, um and i think this applies across industry is people should always perceive you as passionate Yes. Um, not desperate. Yes. They yes. should perceive you yeah. almost. Right. They should perceive you as evangelical or evangelistic. Like you believe in this so much, so much. And, and what annoying. was it? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Brand, yeah, how- Brandon Dawson who said to really sell somebody, it's not about convincing them to believe in what you're selling. 
It's they have to be convinced that you believe in what you're selling. Yeah. And it's a, a subtle, it. yeah, it's a subtle difference, but it's everything <laughs> in the sale. It's like <laughs> they have to be convinced that you believe, which is the evangelism part. It's like this person believes I want to follow this person up the hill because they like, believe they it and they're going to in. know that you're going to talk to them about real estate. Like every single one of my friends is like, it, when we every conversation leads to real estate. And they're like, oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. It's like, <laughs> duh, I'm going to say that. It's because, because you're passionate like, about it. I see, love it. But see, I'm passionate about it, but I'm not doing that. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about them. Talking they ask me too. about real estate. We'll talk about it, but I'm more interested in what they're doing, how I can help them. Yeah, I can help them. I sell in their house. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's how, here's how I always frame it up because I think this is such a hard balance for people to get. And I don't think there's a right answer, right? I think it boils down to the the personality, which is why I love you too. It's like, it depends what your authenticity is. And you can mm-hmm. tell that Jen, you often like authentically believe, Hey, I love real estate so much. Of course, I'm going to talk to you about it. And Monica, you authentically believe, Hey, I just want to get to know you as a person. And so it comes mm-hmm. across as genuine. Oh my God. If I like told somebody, I just want to get to know you as a person, <laughs> yeah. they would look at me cross-eyed yeah. and be like, what is wrong They're with They're like, you? what are you trying to take from me? What are you trying yeah. to say? What's the... <laughs> I would just take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The key is that I always tell people though, is one thing you have to be aware of is that people always live life watching their own movie. They're not watching your movie. They're watching their own movie, right? And then on top of that, when you think about it, I don't think about, now I personally do because I live and breathe it, but as as a normal consumer, I'm not thinking about real estate 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. are, because that's what you do, but I'm not. And so if you can somehow, like I'll, I'll use my financial advisor as an example. So the financial advisor I have now how they got to me is not by pitching me and calling me through trying to get me to invest my money and what they've done for their clients or anything like that. How they got to me is their wife knows my wife, special education right. teachers. Then we ended up going out for drinks, having a beer. We connected over the Sixers basketball. We started getting a bunch right. of drinks together. And then this person all of a sudden ends up with my money. And I'm like, how'd yes. you do that? <laughs> That's right. But, but That's wh- it though. But That's why it. is that? Because that transaction is such trust-based. Now, this is just my personal opinion. That's that's you and that's you as a person. Most of my providers, they did like, it wasn't like a somebody knew somebody. It was like, they, we, I don't know, like maybe it was a cold call or something like that. And I think like what you're bringing up is a really good point. It's like, look at yourself and how, how do the people that do important transactions connect, connect with you? And then that's how you'll connect with others. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if I listen to your calls and your sales, the amount of trust that you build and credibility that mm-hmm. you build, even in your short interaction, right? Even in your, mm-hmm. just the way I'm sure your scripting is and the way you present yourself, you build such a level of credibility. And I've always shared with people, look, if you want to get people to buy from you, it's not just about a relationship. If right. You could have a bunch of best friends that never buy from you, right? right. So it has right. to be a little bit more than the relationship. The relationship has to lead to credibility. They have to look up that you are the expert that we call it the SME, subject matter expert on your mm-hmm. industry and on your mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, people go, oh, I want to buy from Josh because I look up to him. Like if I'm going to go invest in crypto right now, did you guys see the Super Bowl commercial of the little, um, yes. <laughs> what is it, the QR, the QR code, code bouncing? Yeah. This, they literally paid for like 60 seconds of a QR code just yes. bouncing, nothing else, right? And it was, it, was the, it, awesome. shot it, it shot it to the number two app 
out there in the um, that crypto you app or whatever. You have to do it because you're like, what the you're, hell? You're is like, this? what is this? This is the craziest yeah. commercial ever. My mom's like, what is that? I would never. What do you do with that? She had no idea. The craziest <laughs> thing though is if you're going to go invest right. in crypto right now, you're not going to want to take advice from someone you think knows as much as you or less than you. You're gonna right. want to get it from mm-hmm. the person you think knows more mm-hmm. than you. Mm-hmm. Someone who's presented themselves as a subject matter expert. And mm-hmm. how you do that is done a myriad of different ways. But unless you build that credibility, people aren't going to buy from you. You just have a bunch of best friends. 100%. Totally. And one, I think one of the biggest mistakes that uh, agents who want to do business by referral is they forget that part of the equation. The, the, the relationship piece is just one half of the equ- equation because if you're just in great relationships, but you never present to people, inform, educate, and demonstrate what you do for a living, you will be broke. You will be well-liked, but you will be broke. Mm-hmm. And if all you do is present, inform, and educate, and demonstrate about real estate, and you don't pour into and strengthen deep the relationships, well, then you won't even be liked and you'll be broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's the two things together. Like they're almost like gear shifts. And when they fit together nicely and you do this nice job of coming from contribution for your from your posts and the way you educate people, and when you pour into them, like it is the magic formula for referrals. But you're right. That other piece, I think it's missed a lot. I totally agree. So I got to pick your brain, Jen, on the cold calling aspect. We've been doing, uh, we released Facebook ads uh, for real estate agents um, not too long ago. And Mm -hmm. we, this is something we had been piloting and testing for about a year and a half. Uh, One of the things we try to do here at the company is we try to live out and uh, actually what we sell to people. So we tested it for literally a year and a half, phone calls, everything Mm -hmm. like that. The key to Facebook ads is picking up the phone and calling the leads that actually come in. And the number, no. yeah, the number one complaint, it's unbelievable how much agents will not call leads. It is a contact sport. It you is. You've got to contact them. It's crazy, but they won't do it. What Good, would, give what it would, me, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Refer them to Jen. I was literally going to say, what would you tell these people listening that have such a fear of picking up the phone Then and I say calling. they need money. Mm. I mean, do they, like, it literally is the easiest. Like, I know that I can make any amount of money that I want when I talk to 30 people a day. Like, I can turn it on. I can turn it off. Oh, I want to buy a house. Okay, I need how much money? Okay, get on the phone. Boom, it's done. Like, mm. I don't, if you're afraid, I don't know. What would I say to them? Um, Jen, don't you think that maybe they're thinking, they're worrying too much about getting something for themselves. All they're focused on is, am I going to get the appointment? Am I going to get the listing? If you turn that around is, I'm going to call them and see if I can actually help them. And here's, I think you're right, Monica, because here's like the thought that goes through my head when I'm calling people is I am looking to see if I can if I can help them and if they're motivated, because I believe, and to your point, like with your questions, Monica, like I believe that if I do not call them, their chance of having a bad interaction with a real estate agent is high. Love their that. chance of having a bad interaction with me is low. So I want, I know I'm the best person you for believe the, job. the value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that I'm the best person and I care about our industry. So I, it's, I have to, I'm compelled to call them. That's such a great word, compelled. Do you think a lot of agents just don't quite have the confidence that you have? So that's easy to say if you believe in your own talent. Uh, but I know a lot they of don't agents believe it because don't believe in themselves. The work because they're not working. Because they're not they, getting the Well, they the say reps, it doesn't right? work. Yeah, they say it doesn't work. Well, how many, 
literally, this is a word for word conversation. Well, it doesn't work. Okay. Well, how many people did you call? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> right. At least they at least they were honest. At least they were honest with you. A lot of times people won't even be honest. You know what I think? And this is what happens to so many people is that they they live in the lies they tell themselves because the Mm -hmm. lie at least it gives them the excuse to not feel bad about themselves, even though deep inside they're feeling bad anyways. But literally they can't bear the thought of doing the activity because what if they actually do it and they fail then? Then they failed and there's there's no chance when they don't realize, no, 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 you're not going to fail. If you just keep going, you'll fail in the short term, but you will right. win in the long term. It's just mm-hmm. mind boggling to but me. But I think that's that patience that Monica was talking about, right? Yeah. And it's redefining success. We're not, stop being attached to the outcome. If you call 30 people, let's then talk about, but you know, the, the goal is to call 30 people, not to take a listing. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't worry about that. Mm. Just, just you, you either activity. did the work or you didn't today. You put your head on the pillow tonight and you say, I either called 30 people or I didn't. And that's it because they can control that outcome. Mm. They don't have to hope for some yes or no from somebody. They can control if they dialed the phone 30 times. Or what, 30 yeah, it can be to anybody. Like it doesn't right. have to be cold calling. It can be. Right. But it's down. the same with my system. Did you, did you call five people and, you know, jump into their lives today? Like, did you do that? Why not? Oh, I don't want to bother anybody. Bother? I don't even care about why. Hang up. Call me back when you did it. <laughs> That's so good. Stupid. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> love that. So um, we'd love to hear from both of you because we ask everyone who comes on the podcast about their daily routines. Obviously, being very successful ladies and running your businesses and different personality types. would love to hear from uh, each of you, maybe Jen, if you could start, like, what are some of the things that you do every day in your in your work and your personal life that have really helped uh, kind of create or define your success? I think the the first thing is is like when my alarm goes off, which is usually uh, this morning it was four forty five. Like I'm up, like up, like you get no up. snooze. No, no snooze. Because snoozing, the thing that I learned is that when you snooze, like for me, I actually get more tired and then I'm pissed that I'm tired mm-hmm. and then I'm behind and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be meditating, but I don't meditate. Do you, does anybody <laughs> meditate really? I don't know. I go anyway, in spurts. I go in spurts. In spurts. Yeah. yeah you guys what, meditate? I, I do what I guess in is quiet time. I always, I grew up yeah. calling it quiet time, quiet but time. you know, read my Bible, stuff like that. Yeah. I tried that's doing nice. the miracle morning meditation, like for a minute. I don't. Yeah. That's I a get, great book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then lately, like I've been, we have a partner in Portugal because of the company that we're with, we can actually work internationally. That's awesome. So in Portugal, they're about six, five to six hours ahead of us, depending on the time of, um, the time of the year. But then I start off like kind of talking to them because by the time I get up, like they're, you know, it will well into their day. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I prospect and that morning piece, I'm like before 11, you cannot find me. Like I am doing the things that I need to do. All of it. Yes. You, you will never get a hold of me. That is so That's good. It. That's great. And then the morning, if you can control your morning, the rest of the day, because like, like what Monica said, like you're doing the activities that you know to do. So you're building your confidence. When you wake up on time, you're like, I did that thing. I did that goal. And you create momentum. Then you start your work on time. Like I start on time every day. It used to be my first call. The phone was ringing by eight. 
Like mm-hmm. that's how I knew I started when I, that for many, many years. And when that happened, I was like, boom, accomplished another something else. Yeah. So you just keep creating momentum. And by 11 o'clock, your day is actually done. So regularly I'm done, done by like three. Yeah. Cause I like happy hour. <laughs> you got a goal a in mind. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. She's not lying. No, do it. It creates so much confidence when you do what you tell yourself you're going to do. That's Monica, it. Monica, mm-hmm. what about you? You know, it's interesting. And I didn't know this completely about you, but I'm exactly the same. Although I block till 10 a.m. No appointments ever until 10 a.m. And so my morning routine will vary depending on kind of where I am in my mindset, if I'm working out or if I'm meditating or if I need to get a bunch of done and just work. But I have blocked on my calendar. It's impossible to get on my calendar before 10 a.m. And so by 10, I've done all the things that I've promised myself I'm going to do. And that is lead gen as well as just my personal, whatever that looks like at the time. Um, But my lead gen is more lead attraction. And it's kind of a routine around um, uh, Facebook. I don't know if you guys know Hank Avank. Do you know Hank? No. Um, He's a coach. and he like him. Yeah, he's crazy. He built this thing called 36 to Life. And it's how to do 36 deals and have a net life. And one of the things he teaches in this, I've adopted and it's called the 50, 25 and one. And it's, you do 50 likes on Facebook, 20 uh, comments on Facebook, five conversations a day with people just pouring into them and one meaningful conversation a day. I do a variation of that. um, But that Facebook interaction gives me a great start to the day to sort of be, you know, be supportive and be seen in other people's lives. And it also gives me the reason to call five people. Mm. Oh, I saw this person's grandma died. Oh my gosh. I saw this person got a new puppy. Oh, I saw this kid's going off to college. I saw, so I'll do a little post and know five people. So when I'm running around all day, I can just make my calls, you know, based on you that. Ask him if their grandma had a house. You know what? You know what? They already knew that. Uh, They love me. They've already called me about it. (laughs) Thank you both so much for being here. Before we do close out, please let everyone know how they can connect with you. Let us know about the podcast or whatever else you want to plug. Uh, I'll do this first. This is a free member service. It's called if oh you're if you're not watching on YouTube, I guess I should say what it is. Um, <laughs> it is called Ghost Poster G H O S T P O S T R dot com, and it is Facebook posting ideas for real real estate agents. So you get one to your one to your email every morning, Monday through Friday. You get a library of over six hundred of them, and the point is, you've got to be posting about real estate. You've got to be contributing and giving information. And I want to make that really easy for you. It's free. So hope you join. Uh, Love to have you as a member. And then Jen can talk about our fight club stuff. Yeah. So our podcast is real estate fight club and you'll hear this. We have an explicit warning. I'm sure I feel like you (laughs) figured that out. So sorry to the sensitive ears, but, um, we do two episodes a week. The first one is like simple stuff. Like how many times should you allow the buyer to go into the house before they close. Mm. And then the other episode is usually like a um, professional ethics, a professional standards or ethics committee violation, which are so fun. So funny. How people got in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then we're both our names. So Jennifer Mertland and Monica Weekly, we're both like 
Instagram, Facebook, like we're pretty easy to find. YouTube, all of it's Real Estate Fight Club podcast usually. Awesome. Well, we're going to include all of those links in our show notes as well. Thank you. thank you both for being here and thank you all so much for listening. You can get those links in those show notes over at statepaidpodcast.com as well as the video for this episode so you can see Jen's eyes rolling during my <laughs> Exactly. Answer. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to show your support, there are two ways we ask you to do it. The first way is head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating along with a comment about what you thought about this episode. Second way to show, uh, show your support and really the best way is to tell a friend yes. about this episode. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com and of course you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. What a great episode. I just love it. You guys got to go check out their podcast. It's amazing. It is just as fun as what you just witnessed here. So go <laughs> check it out. You're going to learn a ton from it. The golden nuggets pour out, like I like to say. Here's your action item for this episode. We want to take every episode, try to give you an action item that we know we, you can implement tomorrow. Your action item is reach out to 30 people a day. Maybe like, and I would commit to doing that for the next two weeks. I would tell you to commit to doing it for the rest of your career, but for the next two weeks, reach out to those 30 people and you can reach out and you can take Jen's, you know, expertise and her techniques, or you can reach out and take Monica's expertise, but it is a contact sport. The more people you contact, the more opportunity is going to present itself. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 